Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and objectionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice by a licensed therapist. Listener discretion is advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, loneliness, all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who chose to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. As always, I am Rebecca, and today we're going to talk about emotional affairs. Our main story is from Katrina, and she uh, shares her ordeals with going through a couple of emotional affairs and overall how it's made her feel. Um, So prior to preparing for this, I did reach out to uh, some people from my Facebook page and some other groups on Facebook just to ask for their opinions on what they thought was worse, physical or an emotional affair. And I just wanted to share with you some of the responses that I received. One lady said, my affair was not emotional. I was never in love with anyone else or had strong feelings for them that way. My husband says that would have been worse than what I did. Next person says, I think both because they end up in the same place. Okay. The next comment was, an emotional affair is where one is participating in a relationship that is intimate in terms of feelings, but there is no physical intimacy at the moment. Emotional and physical are both detrimental to a relationship, since each takes away feelings and intimacy from a relationship, and is experienced by two people who have not made a commitment to one another. That is very well written, and I appreciate that. I totally understand and agree with that. Another gal here said emotional is always worse. Um, Another person said, for me, emotional was all we had. I would have rather she had sex with an unknown person than share feelings with my best friend. With an emotional affair, you're sharing your deepest thoughts, desires, and hopes with someone that's not your spouse. In many cases, you're sharing things you can't say to your spouse. This could bring you closer to someone else than sex ever could, and you could end up really loving someone else. I can see how this would be worse. And this last one I wanted to share said, they are equal in betrayal for the same reason, and you are giving away what should be special in a relationship. Sex, affection, attention, emotional intimacy, etc. What happens when a woman cheats on her spouse or partner? As with any form of infidelity, there is always pain, 
sadness, and collateral damage. We've listened to many stories of women sharing their own infidelity. But what does the husband or betrayed partner go through? My wife and I were together for 19 and a half years. We married on November 24, 2001. Six months later, during the same two-week period that we were creating our youngest son, she had an affair with one guy three different times. She said it was because I wasn't telling her she was beautiful often enough, and it was someone that she had known before we had even been dating and was attracted to him, but she had never had the chance to sleep with him. She didn't tell me about this for a year and a half, and she also told me that she had been with 21 men prior to us meeting. To hear the full story and more stories about the betrayed partner's side of the affair, or being the other woman or other man, subscribe to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelities Patreon. With a $3 a month pledge, you will have access to these bonus episodes, plus have early access to regularly released episodes. Visit rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and click on the Patreon link to subscribe today. So I'd like to share an article with you from verywellmind.com, and it's called How an Emotional Affair Impacts Your Marriage. It was written on, or updated rather, on December 6th of 2019, um, written by Sherry Streetoff, Streetoff, I'm not 100% sure how to say her name, but I'll have the uh, link in my uh, episode notes. And it also states that it was medically reviewed by Carly Snyder, MD. So let's hear what they say about this. An emotional affair generally starts innocently enough as friendship through investing emotional energy and time with one another outside the marital relationship the former platonic friendship can begin to form a strong bond which hurts the intimacy of the spousal relationship. While there are those who believe that an emotional affair is harmless, most marriage experts view an emotional affair as cheating without a sexual relationship. Emotional affairs are often gateway leading to full-blown sexual infidelity. About half of such emotional involvements do eventually turn into full-blown affairs, sex and all. For some individuals, the most hurtful and painful consequences of an emotional affair is the sense of being deceived, betrayed, and lied to. Any part of one's life that is essentially kept a secret from a partner is dangerous to the trust between the spouses. Overview an emotional affair is when a person not only invests more of their emotional energy outside their marriage, but also receives emotional support and companionship from the new relationship. In an emotional affair, a person feels closer to the other party and may experience increasing sexual tension or chemistry. If you believe that a person's emotional energy is limited and if you're and if your spouse is sharing intimate thoughts and feelings with someone else, an emotional affair has developed. Although cheaters are often guilt-free in an emotional affair because there is no sex involved, their spouses often view an emotional affair as damaging as a sexual affair. Much of the pain and hurt from an emotional affair is due to the deception, lies, and the feeling of betrayed. 
How an emotional affair differs from a platonic friendship. A platonic friendship can evolve into an emotional affair when the investment of intimate information crosses the boundaries set by the married couple. An emotional affair is opening a door that should remain closed. And a side note states, one of the differences between a platonic friendship and an emotional affair is that an emotional affair is kept secret. Another key difference is that people involved in an emotional affair often feel a sexual attraction for one another. Sometimes the sexual attraction is acknowledged and sometimes it isn't. Warning signs you may be having an emotional affair. Here are several warning signs that you may be having an emotional affair. You are withdrawing from your spouse. You are preoccupied and daydream about your friend more and more. You are not interested in being intimate with your spouse, either emotionally or sexually. The amount of time you and your spouse spend together is less. When confronted about the apparent emotional affair, you respond, we're just friends. You find yourself anticipating when you can communicate or be with your friend again. Alone time is important to you. You are sharing your thoughts, feelings, and problems with your friend instead of your spouse. You find reasons to give your friend personal gifts. Your friend seems to understand you better than your spouse does. You are keeping your friendship a secret from your spouse. If you answered yes to more than three of these questions, Below, you are courting a disaster in your marriage by being in an emotional affair. Are you experiencing repetitive hostility and conflict in your marriage? Do you feel an emotional distance from your spouse? Do you find it difficult talking to your spouse? Are you sharing more with your friend than you are your spouse? Do you think your friend understands you better than your spouse? Are you sexually attracted to your friend? Is the phrase, we're just friends, your rationalization for your close relationship? Does your spouse know about your friendship or is your friendship a secret? Do you look forward to being with your friend more than being with your spouse? When you talk to your spouse about your day, you never seem to mention your interactions with this friend. Signs your spouse is having an emotional affair. Here are some warning signs that your spouse is having an emotional affair. Your spouse starts withdrawing from you or criticizing you. Your spouse acts secretive or hides their phone, shuts down the computer screen suddenly when you're around. Your spouse seems interested in certain technology or hobbies seemingly out of the blue. Your spouse seems to always work extra hours on a project with this friend. This friend of your spouse gets mentioned a lot. You seem to hear much about this person's opinions and yours seems to count less and less. Your gut tells you something is going on. You are normally trusting and do not get jealous easily, but this definitely feels off to you. When you try to discuss any of these things with your partner, it is met with defensiveness or you are made to feel crazy. Differing views on how to protect your marriage from an emotional affair.
Although there are differing views on how to protect your marriage from being hurt by an emotional affair, we think your marriage is best protected from an emotional affair by the two of you working together to have a marriage built on a strong foundation of friendship and trust. Some may agree or disagree with the often made suggestion to limit your interpersonal relationships or friendships. In M. Gary Newman's book entitled Emotional Infidelity, How to Affair-Proof Your Marriage and 10 Other Secrets to a Great Relationship, he makes some controversial statements. Quote, insulate and protect your marriage against emotional infidelity by avoiding friendships with members of the opposite sex, end quote. Newman believes that limiting your relationships slash friendships is, quote, the single most important thing you can do for your marriage, unquote. One of the reasons some people question this suggestion is, is to limit certain friendships is because it can create a sense of isolation for couples. Isolating a spouse from friendships is one of the warning signs of an emotional abuse. A spouse that does not have exclusive 100% rights over a mate's friendships, interests, and a sense of space and privacy. Newman's other suggestions are more acceptable and include touching each other five times a day, having a weekly date, have a long discussion with one another four times a week, plan an all-out romantic lovemaking night once a month. Affair-proofing your marriage. You can affair-proof your marriage by working together to have a relationship based on friendship and trust. Here are some suggestions on how to build that foundation and keys to protecting your marriage from an emotional affair. Plan on living a balanced life with one another. Have dates with each other and create ways to have fun together. Don't let irritations build up. Learn how to have healthy conflict in your marriage. Communicate on a daily basis with each other. Talk about practical issues, plans, events, and personal feelings. The little things to talk about are as important as the bigger issues. Be supportive of one another. Show respect and mutuality for each other. And always try to repair hurts quickly and genuinely. An apology goes much further than trying to be right. Okay, now let's sit back and listen to Katrina's story about her emotional affair. I am 29 years old and I have two small children. I had my first kiss at 12, but I didn't have sex until I was almost 20. The man I lost my virginity to is my current husband. He is over 10 years older than me and we have now been together for 10 years. My sexual experiences prior to him were just heavy petting and kissing. He has taught me the majority of what I know about sex. He and I met through a mutual friend and we dated for four years before he proposed. I was on the fence about the relationship so I would never set a date and we were engaged for almost a year. And then I got pregnant, so I was scared. I immediately set a date and married him for all the wrong reasons. 
fear of being a single mother, fear he would be an absent father, and fear that I would never find someone to love me because of the child. During our marriage, he never made me feel great. He's never been good about sharing his feelings or acknowledging my feelings. He always has to be right and he can get angry and he gets scary if I challenge him too much. It was about seven years into the relationship when I considered other men as an option. I realized that other men were paying attention to me. I could get attention and validation of my feelings and looks from other men that my husband never gave me at any point in our 10-year relationship. If our sex life was a graph, it would be a straight line. No ups, no downs, no changes. Always the same. I opened up to him about some fantasies I have, and he would just shut me down. He told me that I didn't need to know anything about sex. He wasn't open to exploring anything with me. He accused me of cheating and asked me where I had got these ideas from. He told me, you watch too much porn and you don't even know what sex is. This devastated me because I spent months preparing to tell him my deepest, darkest sexual desires, and he shot me down and made me feel small. I met the first man I had an emotional affair with online. He was far away, but he provided me with all of the emotional validation that my marriage was lacking. The first time we talked, he showed an interest in me as a person. It was refreshing. We would have intimacy through video chats and photos. It was all we could do, due to the distance. But even with that being all we could have, I felt closer to him than the man that I slept next to every night. I felt like a teenager again every time we talked. He had the most soothing voice. He would check in with me multiple times a day to see how I was doing. He took an interest in me and my hobbies. He wanted me to be happy. He was super handsome, funny, and smart, and we had common interests. This other man I would text while I was at work. We would talk on the phone when my husband was working or when he was out with his friends. Sometimes I would just run errands just to have time to talk to him. He was really into going to the gym, so I got into going to the gym. We would go at the same time so we could talk for an hour uninterrupted. It truly made me feel confident again about myself as a woman. He gave me everything I was missing from my marriage emotionally and my husband is so emotionally detached that I relied on the emotional support this other man gave me. Every day I worried about my husband finding out what I was doing and then I would be worried he would reach out to my husband because he was single and wanted more from me. I shared what had been happening with a good friend of mine. I have this good friend that I told about him and she told me that I needed to make a decision because I had small children. She knew how messed up my marriage was, but she also knew what I was doing wasn't healthy for anyone involved. The emotional affair lasted about one and a half years. I even told my husband that I wanted to leave him at one point during this affair. I thought I wanted to be with this man. I was very wrong. 
When I ended it with him, I was truly done for many reasons. Since he was so far away, I never felt stuck when breaking it off with him. I felt relieved. For all the attention he gave me was a little crazy. He wanted me to leave my kids and be with him. I told him from the beginning that I would never leave my children. I worked very hard with my husband after I ended the affair, and I told him I wanted him back. He never knew there was an affair, which has made it easier for us to get back together. As emotional detached as he is, an emotional affair would crush him. My husband is still emotionally detached. He's still mean. He's still himself. I don't know how to talk to my husband. The biggest change I would make is being strong enough to be a single mom. A baby isn't a reason to get married. Almost a year later, and I'm having another emotional affair. This time he's closer and we have talked about becoming physical. I have no doubt in my mind that this affair will lead to more if I continue. He's married as well, which strangely enough makes it easier for both of us. I know I need to just leave my husband, but for all his faults, he's an amazing dad and my kids need their dad. I feel guilty for both affairs. I also feel that I need to be happy as well. I talked with the new man and we kind of came to the conclusion that I'm looking for a way to leave. I don't know how, and I feel awful every single time I think about it. I want to tell others that are considering an emotional and or physical affair to really think about why you're doing it. If it's something missing from your marriage, find a way to talk to them. If they can't be reasoned with, then just leave. I don't think a physical affair will make me feel any better, but I have this connection to my husband that I can't break on my own. That love you have for the man you lost your virginity to? Well, I kind of feel like I need to be with another man in order to break that bond. Thank you for taking the time to share my story. I am not a saint. I keep repeating the same mistakes for the same reasons. I don't know how to escape, but I hope my story speaks to someone in a similar situation and encourages them to make a change and to make better decisions than I have. I really think this has been a great episode because, you know, we're discussing not sex, you know, somebody sneaking around and banging it out with somebody else, but how deeply involved we can become just on an emotional level with somebody else that is in our spouse. And I think that all of us can be vulnerable to that. And there'll be times, and I'm including myself, where you realize you can easily be drawn to somebody else due to similarities of likes, and you find yourself going down this hole that you've got to really, really be careful of. Because even if it's not intended to happen, sometimes people just kind of get stuck in this trap. And so I think that the information from people's opinions, the article and Katrina's story has been wonderful for this episode. And I want to thank everybody for their thoughts and input. 
for uh, my survey and all of that. And of course, thank Katrina for sharing her personal story. Shortly after I wrapped up my original recording of this episode, I spoke with Katrina and she mentioned that the situation um, had been getting harder to fight off and that ultimately getting physical was, was bound to happen. Um, but recently the affair has ended. It's over. Uh, she didn't want to get physical and she felt she made the right decisions and decided to block him from her phone and social media, which has felt very empowering to her. So, you know, that's a big step because it is really, really hard to be able to do that. If you have a story you'd like to share about your own female infidelity, or if your wife or partner has been having an affair and you want to talk about that, even if you're a man who's had an affair or you're the other woman or the other man and you just want to share and get this out, just shoot me an email, rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. And you can also visit my website, which is rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and you can email directly from there and as I had mentioned earlier you can also sign up for Patreon where you get uh, access to special stories and early access to regularly uh, released uh, episodes so I look forward to hearing from you and I appreciate you guys listening today hope the rest of your day goes well and as always remember No judgment. Goodbye.